This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Gabby. 2020, 24 hours to go. I want to be inaugurated. Good job. Thanks. Uh, it's actually a lot less than 24 hours until Joe Biden is inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States of America. Uh, it is actually just hours from now, depending on when yeah. you're watching this, or it's already happened. Who knows? Hope it went well. If you've watched this show for any length of time, you should already know uh, what we're about to say, but it's worth repeating that we are at best cautiously optimistic about Joe Biden's presidency. And based on certain decisions regarding his policies and cabinet appointees, he's probably not going to live up to the standards that we would like to see for the leader of our country. They're but already saying, oh, well, 2000, you already got 600. So... $1,400. No, clearly he meant that the whole time. And there wasn't multiple tweets leading up to They're that. They're already fucking gaslighting us. It's yeah. incredible. Uh, but hey, look, he's not Donald Trump, who is an objectively terrible person and an even worse president who has done the opposite of what is right at nearly every turn. A stain on the country and a man who has poisoned the minds of half the people in this country, including my parents. I'll never get them back. But guess what? Starting tomorrow, bye-bye. Bye-bye. He's gone. At least sort of. Yeah, so it's highly unlikely that Trump and his supporters actually just fade away into obscurity. He'll almost certainly remain in the spotlight operating as a leader to his followers through some kind of news media endeavor from his new home at Mar-a-Lago down in South Florida or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. What the future holds for Donald Trump, we're not sure. But we are losing one of the most hilariously evil presidents of all time. And uh, yeah, he did a lot of terrible shit, but he was also a cartoonish buffoon a lot of the time. So uh, let's just take a quick look back at some of the moronic things that Trump did over the past four years, thanks to a brilliant Twitter thread compiled by at Jules Sue. Uh, we're just going to go and just run through a couple of these. Uh, the man was a prolific moron, but we'll leave a link to the entire thread below. Here's some of Trump's greatest hits. Staring directly into the sun during a solar eclipse. Uh, catering an all-McDonald's dinner because he caused a government shutdown and there was nobody to cook food at the White House. That, the pictures from that are still my favorite. I cannot wait to see those in a museum one day. With the, just the spread, all the Big Macs and the chicken nuggets and stuff. What? They're kids. They love McDonald's. I love McDonald's. It's great. Perfect for everyone. Uh, throwing paper towels into the crowd after a devastating hurricane in Puerto Rico. <laughs> just lobbed. We're having fun here. Mm -hmm. uh, saluting a North Korean general who was trying to shake his hand, too, I think. Nope, not here. No. I salute you, sir. Thank you for your service. Hawking beans during a pandemic. Not only did like they latch onto that, but he got the whole spread at his desk. And his yeah. daughter took the photo, too. Yeah. The Goya beans. Yeah, beans had quite a year between that and Bean Dad. Oh, my God. Beans are really hot right now. Um, just sexually assaulting, molesting the American flag. <laughs> yeah, at any chance he got. Objectifying it sexually. Yeah, he really loved that thing, and he held it close. Yeah, giving it, giving it a kiss on the, on the face, grabbing, it, grabbing its ass. Look how much I love it. Yeah, holding it real tight. Uh, drawing in the hurricane projection with a Sharpie. I forgot about that one. Yeah, no, it's actually going to, because he made no, up a lie about it hitting. Uh, no, it was like going through, but it was going to not hit Mississippi or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he extended it a little bit That's so that right. it would barely hit the yeah. state. Yeah. Uh, telling a seven-year-old there's no Santa on Christmas. I forgot about that one. <laughs> well, you, you don't still believe in that. At your age, uh, it's debatable whether he's real or not, right? Yeah. Excuse me, what, President Trump? Santa's not real? No, uh, there was the tiny desk. 
This little tiny desk concert. What is that desk? I don't know. They wheeled it out just it's for him. It's like a desk specifically for writing like thank you notes. It's it's the desk that uh, Baron used to draw anime on. Yeah. And they're like, we need a desk right now. Uh, then, of course, he signed a lot of Bibles. That was really weird. Yeah. And those Bibles apparently sold for a lot. When I was reminded of this, I actually went on eBay to see if I could get one of the Donald Trump signed Bibles, and they aren't available on there. I think eBay probably stopped uh, allowing people to sell them. Yeah, it's a little gross. One day when nobody wants wants one anymore, I'm going to have one of those Trump signed Bibles. Because ah. it's the most evil thing you could own. Yeah, it's it makes me very uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Um, there's also just the way he stands, which is weird. Like, it seems to defy the laws of physics. He's got those Michael Jackson shoes that lock into the ground. He's got, it, it, like, his center of gravity is all entirely in his, like, toes. Uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't know how, how it works. I don't know how he does it, but he does it well. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, repeatedly just using uh, blank pages and empty folders as props that no one's allowed to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was doing Here that. it is, all the stuff that I'm not going to be in control of anymore now that I'm president. I've got to sign all this paperwork over to my sons. Going to have nothing to do with any of my yeah, businesses. And that, and that was before he was even sworn in. Yeah. He was already doing the, like, look at all this paperwork. Am I right? No, you cannot see it. We're very busy back here with yeah. all the paperwork. Uh, anyways, and then, of course, you know, the ultimate one, inciting an insurrection on the United States Capitol and almost getting his vice president and members of Congress killed uh, because he was upset that he lost an election. Oops. We've been there. Uh, yeah, that little escapade resulted in the second impeachment of President Trump. And we'll get to some updates on that. But uh, let's take a closer look at just how strange tomorrow's inauguration is going to be compared to every other one that we've lived through and well before our time. And that's just because Trump is involved. Now, for whatever reason you thought this event would proceed normally, well, you're wrong. Both Donald and Melania are outright refusing to participate in any of the ceremonial events that come along with this peaceful transfer of power. Uh, Trump, of course, won't be attending the inauguration or meeting with Biden at all. And Melania bucked a tradition dating back to the early 1900s by just refusing to give Jill Biden a tour of the White House prior to their moving in. Yeah, and like, like you'll recall in 2016, like the Obamas were... Very uh, gracious. Yeah, pretty gracious about uh, transferring power. They were at the inauguration. Melania got the tour of the White House. Uh, not only uh, the, the, you, you got that. the famous photo out of it where Donald Trump gets out of the car and just walks immediately oh, yeah. into the White House. And then uh, Barack Obama and Michelle uh, take care of Melania and guide her in because her husband's just off. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, not that it matters. The Bidens obviously know their way around the White House. Uh -huh. They've been there before. But mm -hmm. it does seem really petty. For the outgoing president and his first lady, well, not his first lady, to just completely <laughs> ignore the entire ceremony and just head straight down to Florida like a couple of snowbirds. Mm -hmm. uh, it'd be one thing if they were doing it quietly, but this is Trump. Yeah. So he has, of course, attempted to turn his departure from the presidency into as big an event as possible. According to ABC News, the president is set to depart Washington early morning, Wednesday morning, ahead of President-elect Joe Biden swearing in, making him the first president in over 150 years to skip the inauguration of his successor in a ceremonial transfer of power. Sources familiar with the planning tell ABC News he wants to have a military-style send-off from Joint Base Andrews Wednesday morning, complete with a military band and a red carpet walk flanked by troops as he boards Air Force One for the last time, and even possibly a flyover by Air Force jet fighter jets, with uh, the Associated Press adding that 
He inquired about the possibility of a 21-gun salute. That's for dead people. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be uh, confused about that one specifically. Uh, ABC notes that while this type of send-off is typical for an outgoing president, it usually follows their attendance at the uh, inauguration. Sir, you can have the red carpet. You can have the people saluting you. you just, all you got to do is go attend the inauguration. I mean... It, I, he should really just go all the way with it and do it like the, the funeral of Genghis Khan, where uh, everyone in attendance has to commit suicide afterwards. Yeah, and, or like uh, the, the funeral of uh, uh, Kim Jong-un, or Kim Jong, yeah, yeah, where, they, where everyone was forced to cry the entire time. I mean, I, there will probably be, uh, you probably won't have to force a lot of people to do that. Mm -hmm. his, his people are uh, pretty bummed out about this. That's as true. As you can they tell are. by recent events. <laughs> yeah. The real losers here are the people who just want a nice, quiet life down in Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah. So, yeah, once he's down uh, in Palm Beach or that area at Mar-a-Lago, though, all bets are off. And we are very likely to see something happen real quick. Uh, whatever happens for this national dis disgrace, it's going to evolve pretty rapidly. Uh, that includes his legal battles and the impeachment. But uh, before he walks the red carpet and then boards a plane to officially become Florida man, he still has some work to do. Now, of course, that is not real work. He hasn't done much of that since the insurrection happened. Or, I mean, if you want to get particular about it, any time before that. No, I, I remember clearly seeing a uh, schedule, a memo, saying that Mr. Trump will wake up very early in the morning. And, and it's TV work, time. Work, uh, from, work from early in the morning and to late in the evening answering phone calls and doing meetings. And TV time. No, the, there was no TV time. It sounded like he was working hard all day long. Yeah. Really burning the midnight oil. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, uh, he is issuing around 100 pardons before he leaves office. And uh, he was also attempting to just remove the COVID travel restrictions on his way out the door. Yeah. Uh, the Biden team has stated that they plan to block that move to lift the travel ban. But uh, we are really curious about the 100 or so presidential pardons that Trump will be responsible for. Uh, will Joe Exotic finally get the freedom he's been begging for? Right before he filmed this video... Photos were released of a gigantic stretch Dodge Ram limousine parked and waiting at Joe Exotic's lawyer's office. Uh, so that's just ready and waiting to head down to the old prison to pick up Joe as soon as that pardon is announced. Anyway, while we were writing this script, the pardons had not yet been announced. But if they are by this time uh, that we're filming this or it's edited, uh, we'll just rattle off some of them in just a second. But it's worth noting that as recently as this weekend, Trump was inquiring about whether or not he could pardon himself. This is something he's been doing for a while, but also his adult children, as well as Republican lawmakers who may or may not have been involved in those capital riots. Mm. Uh, per CNN, huddled for a lengthy meeting with his legal advisors, Trump was warned the pardons he once hoped to bestow upon his family and even himself would place him in a legally perilous position, convey the appearance of guilt, and potentially make him more vulnerable to reprisals. It continues, White House counsel Pat Cipollone and another attorney who represented Trump in his first impeachment trial, Eric Hirschman, offered the grave warnings as Trump, his daughter Ivanka, and her husband Jared Kushner listened. Other lawyers joined by telephone. They all told Trump he should not pardon himself, his family, or any GOP lawmakers in a prospective manner unless he was prepared to list specific crimes. Okay, but what if we just did a little bit of pardon? Just a, like a blanket pardon. We don't got to get specific about why I'm pardoning myself. Yeah, well, yeah, the thing about pardons is you're essentially... Admitting guilt. Yeah, you're, you're pleading guilty but do, facing no consequences. And, yeah. Uh, I mean... It's like when he, when he jardined, uh, or pardoned Joe Arpaio. Yeah. 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 But anyway, by the time we wrote this script, we hadn't heard exactly who was on 
that presumably extensive list of pardons. If we have the info now, here are some highlights. Uh, if not, they should be public soon, and uh, we'll talk about it another time. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, before we get into the rest of today's episode, which includes stories about the uh, My Pillow guy uh, and Glassfield Hot Pockets, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, Gabby. We're all looking for ways to save money right now, especially with everything going on. So how'd you like to keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? That is how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. That's why if you're going to shop for insurance, got to use Gabby. That's what we did. Uh, Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples -apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Yeah, the process for doing this, I did it. It took just less than 10 minutes. Uh, took a little while longer to get the email with all the results, but it was very thorough. It was nice to uh, see that I actually already had the best <laughs> insurance uh, possible. But, but yeah, you just upload some information. Yeah, it was very website easy. does its work and, and it pops uh, it out. Yeah, it's nice to be able to just go somewhere and have that peace of mind. And if you're in the market for it, why not get a comparison between all of them? Anyway, like we mentioned earlier, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. Uh, I bet that'd be nice to have in your pocket every year, especially this year. And if they can't find you savings, uh, they'll let you know so you can relax knowing that you have the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. You're certainly overpaying on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check. There's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash todaydaily. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash todaydaily. Gabby.com slash todaydaily. All right, right back into the outgoing Trump administration and the wild ride that we've been on since the start of this year. Uh, let's check in on Rudy Giuliani, because as recently as last week, Giuliani was apparently going to represent Donald Trump during his upcoming impeachment. Because they're best friends, right? Because <laughs> they love each other. Uh, it, it, let's be honest, it would have been incredible. And it would have provided the world with sad but enthralling entertainment yeah, the like, entire length of the trial. You know, it's fucked up, but it's cool. These guys remain so, so, such close friends for like, 40, 50 years now, like they've got each other's backs and nothing, even like all this turmoil right now, nothing could tear them apart, right? I mean, they did uh, appear in a video in drag together. It doesn't get yeah. much more close than that. Yeah. Now, sadly, it turns out that Giuliani won't be on Trump's defense team because, what? oops, he was actually involved in the insurrection, which is that little oopsie that caused Trump to get impeached for the second time. Quote, Calling himself a witness, the president's personal attorney told ABC News chief White House correspondent that he could not defend Trump against the charge of inciting an insurrection because he attended and spoke at the event at the center of the allegation. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's a real shame someone told Rudy he couldn't represent the now former president because, I mean, we would have been treated to clips of his face melting or his disgusting booger wiping on a near daily basis. Also, I mean, this has been going on for a very long time. But apparently it has really hit a fever pitch. The fact that Trump has not been paying Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, he's like, well, I lost the election. Uh, you were supposed to make sure I won. So I don't see why. I this is like he, he this is, has been his M.O. for his entire life. Yeah. His entire professional life is like he stiffs people all the time. Yeah. And Rudy Giuliani is the latest victim who yeah. apparently he's been chasing after Trump uh, to pay legal fees. So, for uh, Donald. Like uh, <laughs> over a year, maybe yeah. two. Yeah, well, he, Rudy's also a fucking idiot because uh, well, yeah. he did an interview like two years ago where they're like, so like, what is the financial arrangement between you and the president? He's like, well, we decided we'd just sort of figure that out at the end. Yeah, real smart, Rudy. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, let's check in <laughs> on the other people in Trump's orbit who are refusing to vacate the sinking ship and are instead going down on it right along with him. Uh, Mike Lindell, the 
Former crackhead and current God-fearing, Trump-loving MyPillow salesman and CEO, who uh, I think it was Hassan Piker tweeted today, he's the only person who uh, became a shittier person after quitting crack. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's been uh, way too involved in the going done within the Trump administration. He's literally a pillow salesman. <laughs> um, and he's only recognizable by Trump's base because his commercials have played endlessly on Fox News for years. Yeah. It's like, he's the guy that has the little cross and he hugs the pillow. Yeah. And he has that lovable uh, Midwestern accent. And from what I've read, it's not a very good pillow. It's overpriced. There's better pillows out there, like the, the purple pillow. Great pillow. <laughs> yeah. And they, the, I, don't, I, I don't even know who owns purple, and that's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to know who owns any company. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mr. Pillow, he has followed Trump around far more publicly over the last year and appeared at campaign rallies and major events, which, uh, again, weird on its own. He's a pillow salesman. <laughs> but last week, the My Pillow guy went from typical Trump sycophant to potential enemy of the state when he appeared at a White House meeting with a notepad filled with potential ideas on how Trump could somehow remain president for the next four years. A promise that Lindell had made to his social media followers as well as anyone who would have him on as a guest on their news program. You don't understand. When I put a guarantee on something, I stand behind it. Like the lifetime guarantee on my pillow. I want Jesse Ventura to kick Mike Lindell's ass. Yeah, because their voices are way too similar. Yeah. Yeah. Take, taking up too much Jesse Ventura real estate. So what was uh, my pillow CEO guy's idea? Well, it almost certainly included a little bit of martial law. And this is a thing that's happened so many fucking times during this administration where some boomer dipshit writes in his large print notes and brings them to a meeting. Where everyone and, can see them. And just, yeah, a photographer just zooms right in on what's on the piece of paper. What if we did martial law, Mr. President? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the MyPillow guy wanted President Trump to invoke martial law in some kind of last-ditch effort to remain president. Now, while entering the White House for his big meeting with the president, a photographer for the Washington Post snapped a photo that showed off his notes, like Elliot said. Yeah. And that's, text, text on the outside. Yeah, in print. Just fold that shit. What are yeah. you doing? Uh, that's what included the bit about martial law. Now, they do a breakdown of exactly what can be seen on, on the page, but it included quotes like, be taken immediately to save the dot, 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 the Constitution, and Insurrection Act now as a result of the assault on the dot, 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 Martial law, if necessary, upon the first hint of any blank. And uh, make clear this is China slash Iran. Uh, and then there's a bunch of mentions of evidence. Uh, the Post summarizes their findings with, quote, The CEO of MyPillow has a strategy for shuffling around administration staffers to gather up evidence of electoral fraud he thinks exists and to use military resources in an effort to keep Trump in power, or, as he apparently puts it, to protect the Constitution. A flawless plan. Well, lucky for us, and unluckily for the CEO of MyPillow, his efforts seem to have failed. And not only that, uh, like with most weirdos who hitch their rope to Donald Trump, Mike Lindell is now experiencing a bit of buyer's remorse, because in the days that followed his little martial law episode, it was announced that he was potentially being sued by Dominion Voting Systems, just like Sidney Powell, over his claims that there was widespread voter fraud involving their machines. They sent him a very stern, very scary letter of his impending doom, which reads like it's coming directly from Ed 209 from Robocop. You have positioned yourself as a prominent leader of the ongoing misinformation campaign. Litigation regarding these issues is imminent. <laughs> you have one week to comply. <laughs> you have a week to respond. No, I already said it in. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Lindell responded to this letter, presumably hugging his pillow while saying, I would really welcome them to sue me because I have all the evidence against them. 
They sent this letter a couple of weeks ago. They're lying. They're nervous because I have all the evidence on them. I mean, now would be a great time to, to show that to evidence. share that evidence. It's uh, uh, <laughs> the clock's about to hit midnight. Yeah. Uh, so I don't believe him. Do you? Uh, is maybe the, there's also evidence that uh, he's wrong because Sidney Powell on Monday of this week dropped her lawsuit, who sought to overturn the election results in Georgia. And guess what? She had a lawsuit pending with Dominion for like a billion dollars because this company is very serious about the fact that their machines work and are accurate because their entire business relies on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm sure he's definitely got that evidence somewhere, and uh, he's definitely going to win this case against Dominion. I mean, he does have plenty of money to fight it, right? Well, another oopsie. Uh, the invisible hand of the free market has decided that my pillows are now problematic because they were involved in a coup attempt. So they've been removed from major retailers like Bed Bath & Beyond, Kohl's, Heb, Wayfair, and the Canadian Shopping Channel, which sounds like a lovely channel. Oh, we got some nice flannels here. Oh, and, and up next, a couple more flannels. <laughs> Look at these flannels. A rug made out of bear skin and maple syrup. Look at this toque. The thread cut on this toque. It's, it's like a pillow for your head. Toques are what Canadians call beanies. That's right. Mm -hmm. Look at this maple syrup. Delicious. Straight from the tree. Anyway, let's shift away from politics and Canada for now, because we're sure that there will be more of that in the coming days, considering that the inauguration is tomorrow or, or today, depending on when, where you're watching this. For now, we have to warn you, though, about Hot Pockets. What's up, gamers? Put the Hot Pocket down. You're going to get killed. Very extreme. And this time it won't be from heart disease or uh, third degree burns. You got to wait. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they look so hot and tasty. It's hard to not bite right in. Yeah. The microwave said it was ready. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the evil corporation behind Hot Pockets has officially ordered a recall of over 760,000 pounds of Hot Pockets because they made an oopsie. And those delicious scalding hot snacks could be filled with plastic and shards of glass. Uh, it looks like the recall is specifically for the pepperoni-style Hot oh, Pockets. Oh, the best one! Yeah, I, I personally like the meatball ones. I, I haven't had a Hot Pocket in like 10 years. The last time I had it was when they sponsored that gaming event that we had to go host. Oh, And yeah. it was the only thing they would let us eat. Yeah, I remember that. That was uh, fun. Uh, anyways, uh, so far, just the pepperoni ones. And according to the company, the, quote, contaminated products could pose a choking or laceration risk and should not be consumed. So, Yikes. How, do you, how does glass end up inside of a Hot Pocket? I don't know. It's Nestle, so it was probably on purpose. Uh, <laughs> if you do have some pepperoni Hot Pockets sitting in the freezer that you haven't eaten yet, throw them out or return them. And if you have eaten them, it, it actually might not have been the molten lava found within the snack that tore your esophagus to shreds this time. Yeah. At least not this time. Well, my I'm bleeding out my asshole, but I did eat a Hot Pocket, so... I mean, I asked for this. Yeah. Uh, hey, remember that enjoyable Tom Hanks movie, The Terminal, about a guy who was forced to live in an airport because a war broke out in his country and he couldn't enter the United States, but he also couldn't go home? It was a fun romp. Well, thanks to COVID, we apparently have a real-life version of that playing out in Chicago's O'Hare Airport over the last couple of months. From the Chicago Tribune, a California man who police said claimed to be too afraid to fly due to COVID-19 hit out for three months in a secured area of O'Hare International Airport until his weekend arrest, prosecutors said Sunday. Aditya Singh, 36, is charged with felony criminal trespass to a restricted area of an airport and misdemeanor theft. In Illinois bond court Sunday, prosecutors said Singh arrived at O'Hare on a flight from Los Angeles on October 19th and allegedly has lived in the airport's security zone ever since without detection. 
We got a regular solid snake on our hands. Got managed to, <laughs> yeah. How, how do you do that for three months? That's that's impressive. Well, it continues. Cook County Judge Susana Ortiz reacted incredulously Sunday after a prosecutor detailed the allegations. Quote, so if I understand you correctly, Ortiz said, you're telling me that an unauthorized, non-employee individual was allegedly living within a secure part of the O'Hare Airport terminal from October 19th to January 16th and was not detected? I want to understand you correctly. And so here's what happened. Apparently the guy found a badge ah. that an employee of the airport left somewhere. Uh, so he did have clearance to off-limit areas. Not really. I mean, he was just using someone else's badge. Um, but he did. He was able to use that to move around undetected until he was caught. Uh, and he was, he was surviving off of food that was left by or given to him by passengers that were actually flying. So I find it hard to believe that he was actually scared of COVID restrictions or COVID-19 in general. Yeah. Because he's eating other people's food. Yeah. A little selective with his germophobia. But something spooked him, and he didn't want to leave that airport. Also, that's... <laughs> I mean, uh, so much of the security at airports is just theater. But, like, at a normal job, even at, like, Machinima, we had key cards that scanned. And, like, if someone lost one... They'd give you a new one, and our IT guy, Jack, would deactivate the access for the old one because mm -hmm. it might have fallen into someone else's well, hand. He just walked in behind someone. He just timed it perfectly. But also, like, if you're that scared about COVID-19, what are you doing in like, literally the most populated place that you could possibly be? A fucking airport. It's pretty gross, yeah. Uh. Anyway, let's end things on some other uh, lighthearted news. Well, okay. Breakups are never easy. But the result of Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas breaking up did provide a lot of us with this amazing paparazzi photograph of someone throwing a life-size cutout of Ana de Armas into Ben Affleck's trash can. Yeah. Uh, much like white smoke pouring out of the Sistine Chapel signals that there is a new pope, Ben Affleck throwing out a life-size cutout of his girlfriend means their relationship is finished. Yeah. There's presumably uh, Dunkin' coffee spilled everywhere. Uh, yeah, the next, it's like a progression. The photos, like, ugh, ugh, and then, like, now it's just on the ground. I mean, in hindsight, all those Duncan photos, like, that that was the face of a man who's going through some shit. Yeah, on the verge of a breakup. Yeah, I felt bad for him. I don't want to make coffee today. Especially because Ana de Armas is, I've, I've sat across from her in an interview. She is one of the most, like, absurdly beautiful people in the world. It's uh, a lot of people, you see them up close, and you're like, oh, they look kind of weird looking. No, she is, like... <laughs> She's like a doll. It, so it sucks to be Ben Affleck. but uh. Yeah, I interviewed Ben Affleck, and uh, he was just normal. But he was also, it was literally the same interview where the sad Ben Affleck meme oh, came from. Yeah. So you could tell that he did not want to be there at all. He's been going through shit for a long time. That's yeah, why he... here's why I'm <laughs> worried about this is like Ben Affleck, he has, I mean, He's gone through uh, like, he sobriety gonna... multiple times. Yeah, he's... he's. Had... I really hope he doesn't fall off the wagon. Yeah, hopefully he takes out his uh, frustrations here, um, you know, in a less destructive way, like getting a full-on, like, face tattoo of a dragon. Yeah. Like that one he got on his back when he got divorced. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, look, it's... Breaking up sucks. But Ben Affleck... Especially when your stay... girlfriend's super hot. Yes, yeah, stay, stay <laughs> strong. And then he has to throw out, like, the beautiful life-size cutout. Yeah. But, uh, by the way, it's extremely windy in L.A. today. So if the trash hadn't been picked up yet, that cutout of Ana de Armas, it could be flying around thousands of feet above oh, the sky yeah. right now. Yeah. Free as a bird. Like Sputnik. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> there she goes. Uh, anyways, that's it for today's episode. Uh, guys, tomorrow it's the inauguration. So... We're going to be watching that. 
I'm more interested. More interested. Is I hope that the Joe Biden inauguration is so boring. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's. Garth Brooks is gonna. Lady Gaga is gonna do her thing. She's gonna jump off. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm more interested, as sad as it is, to just see the sad Donald Trump awkwardly moving his stuff into Mar-a-Lago and yeah. just hopefully leaving all of our uh, consciousness for a while. Yeah, not gonna happen. Mm. Anyways, uh, if you want to see something crazy, we did an episode that was over an hour long. A weekly weird news for the decades. Yeah, and it only glitched out in the last minute of the episode. Oh, did it glitch out? I, I think I saw a comment today. That was yeah, like, fucking Adobe Premiere. Anyways, uh, check that out and check out the most recent episode of News Dump. And we'll be back soon uh, with, I think, some tech news. But who knows? See you around. Bye.